Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. Hey, it is so nice of you to stay as a subscriber to the Quiz That Is podcast. I know it's been four months since we had one of these podcasts, and sorry it's been so long. I've got a good reason for it. I'm going to explain it here in a minute or two. And uh, I just want to let you know we're still out here. We're still taking your questions at terry at quizthatis.com. But I'd lo- and I'd love to hear from you. Had a good question this week, and I'll get to that in just a few minutes. But a lot has gone on in the last four months. Uh, the first thing that happened is that several of our friends went through the, if you will, COVID experience. As a matter of fact, I had several friends that passed away. Now, I'm not going to talk today about diagnosis or treatment or any of that stuff. Nope. I try not to get into politics here. I do have an opinion. You can write me a note at Terry at quizthatis.com if you want to know my opinion. But as I've said before in this podcast, the only human being that is entitled to my opinion is me. And I am entitled to my opinion. Uh, I haven't been banned on anything yet because I haven't posted that much of it yet. Anyway, here's what happened in the last four months or so. Uh, We have friends, Shannon and Mark, that live in North Carolina. They had just been up to see us in May. And in August, they both came down with COVID and went in the hospital. And in North Carolina, he was not allowed to see his wife, even though they were both in the COVID ward, both together he couldn't see her and she wound up passing away a few weeks later and it was a horrible experience for him as i'm sure you can imagine wasn't a pleasant experience for anybody around and he could stand at the window and see her but he couldn't go in and comfort her or pray for her now i personally think that's wrong i think especially since he had covid why couldn't he go in there and be with her but them's the rules Well, let me tell you something. I've gotten to the point now where I understand that there are some things that are true and there are some things that um, maybe are facts. I'm going to go with the truth when it comes along. Okay, so anyway, that's what happened to Shannon and Mark, and Mark is making a valiant effort at being uh, being a widower, and it's not easy. And then uh, two or three weeks after he passed, I got a call from my best friend from high school, Keith. Now, Keith and I have been buddies since he was in seventh grade and I was in eighth. I started a little newspaper at my junior high school, Scottsburg Junior High School, called the Purple Press. And Keith came aboard as a writer, and he was really good, and we became great friends. And we've spent so many hours together, days and weeks, I'm sure, over the last uh, 40 years or so getting to know each other better and love each other. He became a believer about 20 years ago, and we even had more to talk about. Well, uh, Keith called me and said that his his dad had passed away, and he had passed away in the hospital. Now, I'm not sure even till now whether he died with COVID or of COVID, but he had it when he passed away, and uh, that was a loss for me because uh, Paul Baylor, as I called him, uh, was like my second dad. I was always over at their house. Uh, Keith was at our house, and and that's you know how it is. Your high school best friend, you're usually those are your second parents. Well, he passed away, and then the same day, Ma Baylor passed away. So Keith lost both his mother and father. Uh, and again, whether it was with COVID or to COVID, I'm not sure. And then Keith came down with it and Connie, his wife all came down with it and they went in the hospital. Keith had been around his parents and really gotten run down. And so he went in the hospital 
And um, unfortunately, he didn't make it out alive. He died a few weeks later, too. So there were four people in a short period of time for me and my wife that were we were close to that passed away. And then Nay and I were diagnosed with it. So now you understand, as I mentioned earlier on, that there could be some fear there. And where is that fear coming from? And what are we doing about it? And I want to talk to you about that a little bit today. As a matter of fact, my good friend Hannah asked me this question the other day. What is your favorite scripture and how can other people memorize it by heart? That's a really good question, Hannah. Here's the answer that I would give to that. There are several, (laughs) several verses that I turn to. First of all, let me tell you a little bit about Nay and I. When we were a young married couple, we'd gotten married on a Saturday, the 20th of July, 1985, and uh, Nay got sick the next Tuesday, and she was sick for 16 years. She had a kidney removed the next Friday, so we hadn't even been married a week before she had major surgery. And we were told over the years that she wouldn't make it through the week or the month or the day, that uh, she might not be healthy, she wouldn't walk again, that she wouldn't, you know, there were all these things. And she had a disease called anti-cardiolipin antibody syndrome that they've since learned to treat, but at that time, they didn't. They didn't know how. As a matter of fact, when she got well, when she was healed in 2001, they still didn't know how to treat it. And so we needed something to rely on. And we found our help in Bible verses, certain Bible verses that we felt really spoke to us. So Hannah, here's the answer to your question. One of the first ones that I'll turn to is Isaiah 43, 2 and 3. Now that says this, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Let me say what that means to me. First of all, and I didn't realize this at the time. I thought it meant that he would just be there to help. But the other part of that means that God knows we're going to go through the water. We're going to go through the fire. We're going to pass through the rivers. But he will be there with us, and they will not be swept over, will not be burned, will not be set ablaze, because God is there with us. Now, I thought at the time when we started this journey that God would send bad things to happen to good people. Well, first of all, no people are good people. There are people that have good moral standards, and there may be Christians, but that doesn't mean that they're good people. That just means they've been redeemed. So what the problem with that is, is that we've been taught all of our lives that God does bad things to good people. Well, no, that's not what the Bible says. As a matter of fact, in James 1.17, it says this, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows, meaning that he doesn't change, that the good things come from him. The bad things come from the enemy. As a matter of fact, the enemy can't create anything. All he can do is corrupt what God has made. So he'll send us diseases and problems and stuff that we're not supposed to have. Uh, Adam and Eve didn't have diseases to deal with in the garden. There's nobody in heaven that's suffering from an illness. So we're supposed to have those things here, right? Well, we think, well, you know, it's an act of God. Well, no, I think it's an act of the enemy. We live in a fallen world. And so we have to realize that that there are times that we are going to pass through difficulties. There are going to be difficulties, but God is there with us. So early on in our marriage, Nay and I really leaned on those verses, Isaiah 43, 2 and 3. The second thing I had to learn that is this, that 
How do I find life, prosperity, and honor? Now, most men like to be honored. Most of us like to live, and we don't mind prosperity. We like living in a house, and we like having cars to drive, and so on. How do we get that? Well, Proverbs 21.21 answers part of that question, and it says this, Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Again, that's Proverbs 21.21. Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Now, we automatically think in our mind, well, you know, righteousness is who wants to deal with all the rules. No, it just means a right way of doing things, God's right way of doing things. You know, I don't really think that God sits up there with a bunch of rules for us. He did for the Jews, but we're in a new covenant. If you're a believer, you're in a new covenant now, so you don't have to worry about all the rules that they had. I I forget how many there are. I think there were maybe 400 laws that came out, maybe 600. I don't remember how many there are, but there's a bunch of them that they had to live by. We don't have to live by those anymore. Righteousness and love is what we need to operate by. So righteousness means the right way of doing things, and God is love, so we need to pursue the right way of doing God's things with him. So whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. So we're going to find life, and Jesus says we'll have life and life more abundantly. And prosperity means having all that we need, everything that we need. Now, some of us uh, deny that there's any prosperity in the gospel. I'm going to talk to you about that in just a minute or so. I have people ask, well, I'll tell you in a minute, but they have an interesting question about prosperity that I'll share with you in just a minute. And honor. And if I try to pursue any of these out of order, in other words, if I try to find honor and love, I won't find life, prosperity, and righteousness. It works in this order. Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. So nothing wrong with having prosperousness in your life. Again, I'm going to get to that in just a minute. Another psalm that we went by and loved this was this one. Take delight in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37, verse 4. So there was a time, probably seven or eight years ago, I was standing in church, and we were worshiping, and it was good, and I heard a voice say to me, what do you want? And I looked around to see who was talking to me, because I, I, I heard a voice. What do you want? And I'm like, what? And I heard the voice again say, you tell me what you want, and I'll show you how to get it. And I realized at this point, this is the Lord talking to me. So what do you mean? That's not in the Bible. Well, my darling bride brought me home and showed me the plaque on the wall next to my side of the bed that had that verse on it and had been there for four or five years before that. Take delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. So what does that mean? Well, what it means is this. If you delight yourself in the Lord, in other words, you find your joy and your happiness in your walk with the Lord then he's going to give you the desires of your heart. Now, some of my theologian friends tell me that that means he'll put the desires in your heart. Okay, I don't have a problem with that because they're still going to be the desires that I have, right? They're going to be inside me. So I'll want those things. So, I, you know, there are certain things that I'd like to have, and I feel like the Lord doesn't have a problem with them. See, we often want to deny ourselves when God doesn't want to. Do you know that he paves with gold? He builds with giant pearls. He builds walls out of precious stones. He's not into drab. You know, heaven's not a muddy field somewhere. Now, if you like muddy fields, there may be a muddy field in heaven. If that's what you want, that's fine with me. What I'm getting at is it's not what we think. And we don't understand that when Jesus said to pray this on earth as it is in heaven, 
we don't understand that God's got a better plan for us. Now, you may say to me, well, what does this have to do with business? Let me tell you something. If you operate with the principles I'm sharing with you today in business and in your personal life, you're going to find a great deal more to life than you've found before. So I love that verse, though, Psalm 37, 4, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And the final one that I'll share with you today is this one. It's from 2 Timothy 1, 7. And this is one that I think we have seen operating throughout our world in the last two or three years with the pandemic and, and all the other things that, that have gone on around us. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. That's 2 Timothy 1.7. Let me read it to you again. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So if our spirit, the Holy Spirit that dwells within Christians, is not of fear, where does fear come from? Well, fear comes from the enemy. That's right. Fear always comes from the enemy. Now, I don't mean that we don't have a healthy respect and awe of God and a fear in that manner. What I'm talking about is quaking in our boots, not understanding what's happening to us. You know, uh, a lot of times we live in a time ahead and we worry, right? You'd be like, I'm worried about this. Okay, did you know that worry is living in the future without the presence of God? God's not worried about anything. As a matter of fact, one day when I was praying, I felt the Lord say to me, listen, when I need you to worry, I'll call you. And you know what? The phone never rang, and it's not going to ring. He never needs me to worry. There's nothing that I'm commanded to worry about, nothing at all, anywhere. So if you find yourself worrying, then you know that I'm not going to say you're outside the will of God, but you're allowing another spirit to invade your mind, and you don't want that. So God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Now, let's talk about what fear is. I hear people teach all the time, and I don't think wrongly that fear is the opposite of faith. But here's what I think about fear. I think fear is faith corrupted. See, the enemy can't make anything. Our enemy, the devil, is a created being, and he can't create anything. He wasn't given that power. We were, but the enemy wasn't. So all he can do is take what God made or what we made and corrupt them, use them for the wrong thing. For instance, uh, fear is corrupted faith. So it's faith in a bad outcome. We're believing something bad's going to happen. Did God tell us to expect something bad? No, he said you're going to have things happen to you that are bad, like I shared with you in Isaiah 43, 2 and 3 a few minutes ago. When you pass through the waters, when you pass through the rivers, when you walk through the fire, these things are going to happen because of the fallen world we live in. But it doesn't say that we're supposed to worry about it. It says he'll be there with us because he didn't give us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. So if you see corrupted power, corrupted love, and a corrupted sound mind around, then you're going to find fear. And if you've noticed, there's a lot of corrupted power in the world, in the politicians and in the health profession and in just people in public in general. There's a lot of corrupted love. Corrupted love is manipulation. And you see that a lot. And a corrupted sound mind is confusion. And do you see confusion in today's world? <clears throat> Absolutely. So those are the verses that we use to get through life. And there are others, but those are key verses that I really keep before me. And I've memorized all of them. I wrote them down for myself tonight, but uh, they're all memorized. And you know why I commend them to memory? Because when I need them, they're right there. I hope those help you. 
Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Let other folks know about the Quiz That Is podcast. If you have a question, well, you can reach us at terry at quizthatis.com. I'll talk to you next week, and thanks for listening. The Quiz The Diz podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Our website is quizthediz.com or you can reach us at 614-382-2582. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz The Diz. Quiz The Diz.